Oh, jeepers. All right, I, that's what I heard. Time to eat. <laughs> well, in a sense, let's hope that's the truth, hey? We're at a feast, aren't we? Aren't we? Let's have it. Yeah, yeah. Well, man. Thank you. Kind of homes wherever you are, isn't it? Yeah. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it is welcome home, but I kind of feel like we never left home, you know? Honestly, that was our experience. We just landed with Greg and Lise in the Mount, and uh, I just felt like home. It did. It just it's weird. Like, it felt like home. Like, the, the holiday house we were in became home, and the people we were with are just family to us, and then that expanded. And, yeah, we just, we just have just... Uh, it's hard to put, you know, a few months of living towards, but it was just a delight. You know, and Greg and Lisa are here this morning. They're not here here because Greg tested positive for COVID and is down and out. The big man's fallen. So we're praying for you, Greg. He's actually super sick. I'd, yeah, he's like, he's, he's going down. He's a first timer with COVID. So, you know, he's, uh, he's probably just, he's probably just having a big whinge, but who knows? Who knows? But anyway, they're there. And yeah, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, in our time there, like, Will and I kind of went away and, you know, had a, had a sense that God was going to kind of stoke some things in our lives. And that is definitely the case. But, you know, we've, we've kind of gone away for periods of time before and like shot off and been like away, away, you know, like, but this time we felt like he said, um, the isolation wouldn't serve what I'm doing in your life. And you need to get in, you know, continue in your journey with people and let me keep stoking in your lives the things that I'm going to stoke. And, and he did, honestly, we met some crew over there and got into things with Greg and Lise. And it's like God lit a fire that's, uh, that's burning. So we're grateful for that, right? You know, when, uh, when, the, when there's no heat in the coals, it's tough, to, it's tough to get something roaring, but that's not the case at the moment. And, you know, that's not the case for Greg and Lise either. They got some crew that are rolling with them over there. And I know there's some disappointment this morning because Greg's real sick and they're not able to kind of do some of the things they were hoping to, but we're just, we're believing for some great things for those guys. Uh, and and what God's doing there with a with a crew of people, and I'm back with a with a greater expectation of what He's doing here, you know, uh, that there's uh, that there's a fire burning, and that you know, kind of the more the more you throw on that fire, the bigger it gets, the warmer it gets, the the less uh, uh, prone it is to going out. You know, a big fire is hard to put out, and so I think. You know what? What we've got going is is the beginnings of something. God just wants to to uh, to grow among us, to grow among us. So I'm believing for that. But it's really good to be here this morning. And uh, yeah, let's pray just as we, you know, as as though as though we need to commence that like it's an act because this room's full of prayer this morning. You, you know, our communion with God is our is our prayer. That's our, our experience of him. But yeah, Jesus, we're just grateful. We don't have to talk about you like you're somewhere else because this is where you are. You're here. We just, we know that, you know, you walked in the room with each one of us. And, and as those who carry your presence, who carry your life, who carry your love, we're so grateful to gather together and experience it uh, without distraction or detraction. You know, this is your place. This is your space. These are your people. 
And we, we thank you for that. We thank you that you have called us your own, that you have uh, included us in your family, that you have purposed for us things that you saw from the beginning. And we are those who want to see what you see. We want to know what you know. We want to call you our friend and we want our lives to be captivated by your purpose. God, would you find here a, a people whose gaze does not get distracted from you? Yeah, we ask you just come bring life this morning to the place we find ourselves. Come bring encouragement to our hearts. We ask in the name of Jesus. We ask, Spirit, you just come and accomplish what only you can here among us. Yeah, stitch us together and weave us into the things that you've made us for. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I want to share uh, some ideas around uh, taking a step this morning. So it's, um, I, I stopped in, on my first day back to work, what was that, Thursday, I stopped in, I, I took some time in the morning just to spend some time with God, and that's a good, that's a good thing, isn't it? I mean, it saved my day, that saved my day that day. I, I, I'm not saying that it probably does. It probably does every day, but that day it really did. I got up and I, I just took some time and I was like, oh man, I feel tired. We, you know, I'd had a long day traveling the day before and lost some sleep and things like that. And so I got up, I was tired. I was like, oh man, okay, what's gonna, you know, we're back. I'm going to my desk. What's happening? And he said straight out of the gates, he, he, he pulled an, an old truth, you know, that that he'd given me a while. In fact, I'm pretty sure if I went back and looked through podcasts, I'm pretty sure I spoke a message on this truth maybe like three or four years ago or something. But every, nobody remembers messages, so that's all good. It would be fresh if I hadn't have told you that. And it's not really the focus of this message, but anyway, what he said to me was, <laughs> was he said, discouragement is coming for you today. And he said, the enemy wants to come and minister discouragement to your heart today. And it's going to come, like, not just once, but three or four times through your day today, some, you know, discouragement's coming for you. And he said, but remember, discouragement is just the enemy looking to steal your courage. And that twigged for me, because I was walking on the beach one day, and God said to me, Brad, do you know what discouragement is? And I said, I was like, yeah, well, I think so. What do you think it is? And he's like, it's the enemy looking to steal your courage. And he said, I want to give you an antidote to discouragement. And I was like, well, that sounds good. And he's like, whenever you, whenever you are experiencing discouragement, the loss of courage, come back and ask, what has God told me about this already? And in the moment of discouragement, take the words that I've given you, because he says he'll give us everything we need. Everything we need we'll have. You know, come back and ask, what has God told me about this? And take and sow that in to your heart as the truth of that day, of that moment, of that reality, and discouragement will flee. I was like, oh, okay. All right. And so like three or four times through the, this day, I, uh, I, I, I found myself, you know, it was actually about a half an hour later the first thing hit. And it was, you know, to do with the house that's getting built in Rosebud and a few things like that. And we were hoping to get through and that just wasn't going to play out. Anyway, there was an exchange that day that was a bit like, it was like, all right, God, let's, let's take this. We're not, we're not going to partner with this defeat or discouragement. But anyway, in the mix of this, I was thinking, God, you have said to me so many things. Like, there's so much. Like, do I believe it? Or, or, or is it much easier for me to believe the messages of discouragement and defeat that come my way? Like, what comes with a greater ease? Like, holding on to and remembering the truth of a situation that's come, or the defeat and the discouragement that's just coming to kind of, like, mow me over? 
Because like sometimes I can be a really easy dude to mow over. I don't know, maybe, maybe you can relate to that. Like, it's like sometimes it, there's no resistance to that in me. It's just like, wabap. Yeah. And then there's other times where it's like, nah, 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 I'm holding on. You know, and I think this is a season where if we want to see the things of God accomplished in our life, in our home, in our family, in our day, in our moment, if we want to find ourselves captivated and captured by something of him, we, are, we cannot be easily mowed over. That's that, that we are going to need a strong stance. I don't know if you can relate to that, but at, at the moment, I find if I, if I am not taking an intentional stance, I'm mowed over. Like, it doesn't matter what I did yesterday. It doesn't matter how great last week was. It's not relevant to this moment. This moment still needs its own stance. And now, you know, this morning's example is on discouragement. Now, it could be you could be a hundred of hundred different things, but in that particular day, God gave me a heads up at the beginning of the day. Hey, discouragement's coming for you. Stand strong. Uh, my day was different. I had a great day. Thursday was a fantastic day because I was just like, nah, I'm not going to have the discouragement stuff today, but maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. Anyways, uh, you know, and so anyway, I, I spent some time with God talking about church this morning. I feel like there's something he would want to say to us. And so I'm going to throw this down. It's his words. Take it. Leave it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're not, we're not going to, you know, I'm going to say from the, from the heart of God, I think he would say this to us today. And then we're going to look at some scriptures. Here's what I feel God would say to our family this morning. There is a truth. I'm going to do it. God's going to do it. You know, maybe that's a, a phrase that's familiar to you. Like that God's got it. He's going to do it. He's going to accomplish what he set out to do. He is going to do it. It's within his capacity to accomplish that which he says he'll do. There's a truth. I'm going to do it. And faith holds to that. But action steps into it at the right time and at the right moment. There's a step of man to take in faith that releases the power of God to accomplish what only I can, what only God can. I'm inviting those who desire to see their God move to prepare themselves today for the steps of obedience coming. Come close, walk with me, find yourselves familiar with my voice, my ways, and my power. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate what that spoke to me as I heard that in, in my time. It's like, God's going to accomplish what only he can, but there are some steps that we need to take at the right time in obedience to what he's said in the, in the right season at the right moment that release the things that only he can do. It's a partnership. I feel like God's looking for partners who are prepared, who are standing strong, who are finding themselves connected to him and who are ready at the right time to take action, to take step, to, to move, that we are not just waiting in faith, but we're walking in faith. Because sometimes I think we can get caught waiting for, for God, but, but what are we really waiting for? Are we waiting for it to get easy? Are we waiting for it to come about in the way we expected? Like, like what actually are we waiting for when we think about waiting for God? Because, hey, there is a patience that's required to see the things of God accomplished. I do believe that that's the truth. There's no question about that. But it's like, are we taking steps of faith or are we just waiting in faith? And, and, and what does it look like to take steps at the right time in obedience? Uh, I, I am so hesitant to go to the passage that we're going to read this morning. 
because it's it's uh, 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 well, religion has used this passage to motivate us well to the acts that our faith is meant to produce. You know, there's stuff in, in our Christian walk that's meant to be fruit of having God. And this is a, uh, this is a passage that's been well used to suggest uh, that you should just produce fruit. Go out, do a good thing. But I- I'm going to read it because I think it shares with us this morning the, the heart that God has for his people. So James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25 says, But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, he's like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For what? Sorry. He is... I'm having trouble following reading this morning. He's like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience." It's a hard picture to connect with the whole mirror thing because, you know, we, we are those who, who struggle to forget what we look like because mirrors are everywhere, cameras are everywhere, your image is so familiar to you. But when this was written, mirrors weren't a particularly common thing. You know, to see yourself in a mirror is a surprising occurrence. It wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, you could, you, if, if you'd like to remember what you look like, you could step next door, take a poke in the mirror, and you see it. Or pull up your camera, look at yourself in the face. But, you know, this, this, is, this, this is saying, like, there are forgettable realities that we can hold in front of us for a second, and then they're gone. Yeah, and the mirror picture probably isn't, probably isn't uh, the, the easiest example for us to relate to today. But, you know, uh, this is talking about the the standing firm piece. This is talking about the example that I used that, that morning. Like, Brad, are you going to allow discouragement to cause you to forget the truth? When, when, the, when, the, when the enemy comes to land something on you, are you going to forget what I've said? Are you going to forget who I am? Are you going to forget what I've done? Are you going to forget the truest reality of your life? Is the, is the word of God for the people of God going to hold fast in your mind and be your greatest truth and your greatest reality? And when something comes that pre- presents a false image to you, are you just going to go, that's not a thing. I've heard. You know, and this is saying be doers, be people who don't hear the word of God and believe it and recognize it and hold it in our mind, but who live by it, who step out into it, who activate it. He goes on in chapter 2. This is, a, this is a bit of a long passage, but it's sort of where, where he sort of steps it up a notch. So in James chapter 2, verse 14 to 26, he says, what, benefit is my, what, what is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. If a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day, and one of you says to them, go in peace with my blessing, keep warm and feed yourselves, but does not give them the necessities for the body, what good does that do? 
So too, faith, if it does not have works to back it up, is by itself dead, inoperative, and ineffective. But someone may say, you claim to have faith, and I claim to have good works. Show me your alleged faith without the works, if you can, and I will show you my faith by my works, that is, by what I do. You believe that God is one. You do well, you do well to believe that. The demons also believe that and shudder and bristle in awe-filled terror, and they have seen his wrath. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless? Was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience which expressed his faith when he offered Isaac as his son on the altar, as a sacrifice to God? You see that his faith was working together Sorry, You see that his faith was working together with his obedience. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and this faith was credited to him by God as righteousness and as conformity to his will. And he was called the friend of God. You see that a man, a believer, is justified by works and not by faith alone. That is, by acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith. By acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith. In the same way was Rahab the prostitute not justified by works too when she received the Hebrew spies as guests and protected them and sent them away to escape by a different route. For just as a human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. All right, it's a bit of a heavy passage, right? I'm always a little reluctant to, you know, bring this one about because really what does this do it says well go do something good then go do something good but that's not faith right so we're we're talking about what faith produces is obedience you know this is saying good works right you know and so we, we can go okay well let's just go do something good what would be good to do but that's not a faith-filled activity a faith-filled activity is belief in something unseen and the works that flow from that faith is the activation of that faith to accomplish what the faith set out to do. So faith is believing in a God who we can't see and in a work that's yet to be seen. But then the good works that are intended to flow from that faith say that if you believe in God, if you believe in God, it will activate a work out of your life that could only be described as good. If, if you have faith in God, it will express itself in good works. Now, now, he's not saying go find something good to do to prove your faith. He's saying the act of faith produces an obedience that walks out that faith. That faith produces motion. It produces activity. It requires obedience. There are things which, you know, and, and I think we can become uh, uh, incredibly inactive in our faith. You know, um, without uh, with, with, <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult because you know as soon as as soon as you start to go to what it's supposed to produce then we just try to produce what it's supposed to produce and we don't come back to the relationship of faith that says, God, I know you. God, I love you. God, I'm captivated by you. Whatever you desire from my life, you may have. Whatever, whatever this means, I'm in. Like when we get captivated by God, it produces a life that produces. 
and, and, and the good works become the fruit of a faith, but, but, you know, but we've got to understand that faith is going to ask of me some steps of obedience at the right time that activate the hand of God accomplishing the work of God as only he could accomplish it. He's going to do it, but your obedience is going to release it. But you can't release the work of God without a faith in him that says he's going to do it. He's going to do it. It's my God who I'm partnered with. He's called me into a story and he's given me a purpose. And he's caught my life up in something of him. And haven't you found his love alive in your life? And haven't you seen what he can accomplish? And today he's asking me to do this. And I believe something great's going to come from it. I don't know how. And, and, and this is anything. You know, this is anything in our lives. You know, I think... Uh, you know, Glenn, I think, you know, when I think of the FIFA story, that comes to mind. You know, like, Glenn tendered for FIFA. Uh, I'll, I'll tell the story really quickly. Glenn tendered for FIFA uh, through his business, and two people got selected, and they said, hey, why don't you guys share it? Glenn felt like I was saying, don't share it. And, you know, Glenn thought the outcome of that was going to be that he'd get it. He didn't get it. They gave it to the other guys. Well, it really wasn't great at that point in time. And then on the back of that, Glenn went back to his faith and said, God, what are you saying? And he said, well, I'm going to bring it back around. And Glenn was like, oh, well, that's cool. Waited, 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 waited. You know, faith, faith in this was that God's going to take care of me. God's going to accomplish what only he can do. He's saying, don't take this deal. I'm not going to take it. And so he took a step and said, no. Well, then he didn't play out the way that he thought. So then he went back to his faith and he went, okay, God, well, you're going to bring it back about. You are still in this. And then that didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. You know, probably all of us who knew the story, the story sort of went quiet and it was sort of like, oh, well, maybe there's a misfire, which happens, right? And that, that's all right. Anyway, and he gets contacted, you know, I don't know, what was it, a month ago, two, month, whatever. And anyway, and they've come back around to him and, and a large piece of the, of a more accessible and less responsible piece of the job has come back around to Glenn. And in Glenn's reflections with me, he goes, God saw what this year was supposed to look like. And if we had have had FIFA, this would have been a totally different story if I had have owned the whole thing. And he brought it back around and he gave me the piece that was right for me and for the business. And it's landed in this season. And he did bring it back around. You know, but there are steps that have to be taken. We're not just waiting for God to do his thing. Sometimes we have to say no to a contract that looks really good, you know, or I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, there, there will be a hundred stories of this in our mix, you know? Uh, yeah, and we don't need to go through all the examples, but it's like our faith is something that needs to be stepped out. We have to step out in faith at the time in which God calls us to obedience, and then we see the things of God accomplished. You know, and, and I don't want to just see the things of God accomplished because of Glenn's faith. I, I mean, I love that story. I, I, I celebrated it as my own victory. But I want my steps of faith to release the things of God too. And I want your steps of faith to release the things of God. I want the things around us to, to have a cacophony of stories. And we have them. We have them. But there's more. Like, this is, this is our call to step out in obedience and see the things of God released and see the things of God accomplished, see the good work of God done in this season, in this place, in this space, because we've said we will be those who walk by faith and who step out in the things that God invites us to and take our steps of obedience when he says it. But now, are we living a lifestyle that, are, are, just, just rewinding for a second, you know, like, are we living a lifestyle that expects something of our faith on God's behalf? Or are we living a lifestyle that's just like, eh, well, what does it really matter? 
You know, like, do we believe that, that the choices we make or the obedience we take could release the things of God through our life into our story that could accomplish something of his hand among us, in us, around us, in the world? It's like, that's what matters. Why do you get up and spend time with God in the morning? Is it because you need something or is it because you believe he's got something to minister through your day? You know, both are, are reasonable. Both are reasonable. But it's like there is a, you know, uh, uh, an activation, an activation of our relationship with God that I think he is passionate to, to get us to because there's some things that he has for his people that are coming that are going to require some, some steps. I mean, I think the Abraham story is a really great one, which is, is, is the story that James leveraged or here in, in what he said. You know, he said uh, that it was his, his faith that played out in good works. And what was the good work he did? Well, he took Isaac up the mountain in his arms. He was going to sacrifice Isaac because he believed God had told him that he needed to take his son up the mountain, take wood with him, sacrifice. You know, put his son on the altar and make him the sacrifice to God, his, his only son. That's a big deal. You know, but this was a picture, right? Like to the heart of God, this was, a, this was a picture of what was to come because this is what God did, right? This is what Jesus accomplished. And so he was establishing the people of God through the foretelling of the story of God that was coming. But, but he never, his, his intent was never that the, the work, uh, that the act was going to occur, but that the work in the heart of Abraham was that this faith would grow, that nothing would hold him back from the things of God. And then God comes and acts and does the thing he does. And the goat comes out of the, the, the thicket he's found and he gets sacrificed and, you know, the promise gets released. But you know, we are the people of God who are caught up in the story of God, who are called to acts of obedience in faith at the right time, in the right space, in the right moment, that come from a relationship that's passionately pursuing him. And, uh, and sees our faith not just as waiting on God, but sees, sees us as prepared to walk out our faith in partnership with God. Yeah. In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. Yeah, this is who we want to be. Be people who believe. Be people who believe. Who know that God's going to accomplish what he set out to accomplish. And there's going to be some uncomfortable steps for me in the process of that. Because when, whenever it's faith that we're stepping out in, it's an unseen piece of the puzzle, Right? You know, like Glenn's story is a really nice story to hear on this end of it. But when you're calling up FIFA to say, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to partner in this. You know, either give it to us or give it to them. You choose. You know, that, there's an unseen outcome on the other side of that that you're really not too sure. There's a sure thing and then there's an unsure thing. You know, there's an unseen outcome. And, these, and steps of faith are always uncomfortable. The, the, the steps of obedience that call us into the things of God always have a sense of, is, will it be or won't it be? But I think what we're looking for here is a, a courage and a confidence that's flowing from a relationship with God that goes, now what he says comes to pass. We are people who stand. We're not easily knocked over. We're not mowed over by every piece of discouragement or defeat that comes. I'm walking out a faith story. I'm trusting that my God's got something for his people. And, and you know, in this season, I think he's growing something that uh, is purposed for realities that we're yet to see. Uh, this is a, I believe for the people of God, this is a season of preparation. And, you know, you could contextualize that in lots of storylines in the world. Uh, you know, but I think this is, 
you know, I was talking to Curtis in the car the other day, and I was saying, you know, it's not really that, or things really aren't that hard right now. We've had much harder times, collectively. We've faced much harder times. You know, when, when things aren't really that hard, but they feel a little bit hard, that's just, that's cold going to the gym. That's not climbing a mountain. You know, like climbing a mountain's hard. Your life's at risk. You've actually got to do something or things are going to go bad. Going to the gym is just like fake hard. It's just like preparation hard. Do you know what I mean? It's training. And we're kind of in fake hard right now, in a sense, in a training, in a preparing, in a strengthening, in a readying, because there's a mountain to climb. Do you know? And I'm not sure what that mountain is. I'm not sure what that looks like. I'm not, I'm not you know, here to sort of speak to what that is. But I think this is the moment to take steps of faith that we become so confident in faith and obedience that it's so normal to us that it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's coming a time where that's really going to matter. And this is a moment where it's easy to practice it. It's easy to practice it. And it's like, let's enter into the training of a walk of faith that sees us stepping out and stepping out and stepping out and seeing our God come through and becoming so convinced of him that there's a spirit strength that comes that, that is, is ready for whatever that means. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 to 10. I'm 100% wrapping up. It says, So then, being always filled with good courage and confident hope. Oh, let that be us. Oh, let that be us. Being always filled with good courage and confident hope. We can be that. You know, that's our opportunity. You know, what do I place my confidence in and where am I drawing my hope from? Those become real questions in this. You know, am I, am I up and starting my day to draw on a source of confidence and courage that will never fail, that will never let me down? My day doesn't matter when I start there. So being always filled with good courage and confident hope and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. We are as I was saying, of good courage and confident hope and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. Therefore, whether we are at home on earth or away from home and with him, it's our constant ambition to be pleasing him. For we believers will be called to account, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be repaid for what has been done in the body. Whether good or bad, that is each of us, pardon me, will be held responsible for his actions, purposes, goals, motives, the use or misuse of his time, opportunities, and abilities. Yeah. This is our moment. This is our moment. This is our place to step out. This is, this is, we're not those who are waiting in faith. This is a moment to be walking in faith, to be stepping out in faith. What does that mean? Well, maybe, maybe your faith step is, ah, I'm too busy to take time to be regularly with God. Life's too full. Well, take a step of faith and step out and make some time and see what that produces in your life. You know, what, whatever the act of obedience drawn into your world, by God, I mean, that for me, for me at the moment, a step of faith is I feel, like, I feel like God in my daily rhythms has challenged me to give them 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. and 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's a lot of time. That's, that's challenging. I'm, this is going to cut into my Netflix big time and, and my sleep. 
You know, but, you know, as, as he challenged me with that, I was like, I can step out in faith in that, that I'm going to have the rest that I need, that I'm going to have the entertainment and the time with Leela that I require, that, that actually, okay, well, if that's what you're asking, I'll take a step of faith in that. I'm not, and I'm not saying that's the biggest step of faith in my life at the moment or that it's even the focus, but it's like, well, if that's the act of obedience that faith is asking of me today, well, if I step into that, I want to see what that leads to. What would that lead to? You know, so for me, you know, I'm going to be held to account for what I've done with my life and how I've used the opportunities. And right now, I feel like he's saying, well, here's your opportunity, dude. Would you come and just be with me? And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of time. Like, it's challenging for me. I'm saying it publicly because now, you know, you can, you can follow me up. How'd you go? And, and, and you know what? That, that could flow from a place of trying to do good works. That's not where this is coming from. This is a step of, this is a, a God who I am, I'm taking faith in that he's going to accomplish some wonderful things. And when the act of obedience that he calls me to is to carve out more time than I have been, well, all right, I'm going to step out in faith that that's going to produce something that I'm going to treasure, that I'm going to be grateful for, that it's going to produce value in my life. You know, and what is it for us? What is the step? You know, because I think... You know, I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired of, of spaces and places where following God is just oh, it's too much. It's too much. It's too hard. We don't have time. We're too busy. Ah, really? I, I'm, I, 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 I'm tired of that. I don't know if you are. I'm tired of it in my own life. I'm tired of it in my own attitude. I'm tired of it in my own space. I, I, I'm coming to a place where the fire that's starting to burn is, God, I want everything in my life to be flowing from a space and place where you've captivated me, where you've captured my life. And, you've, and, and I think, you know, I was saying to some guys this week, I'm like, you know what? I don't think I can go there alone. I, I think we need to pursue God together. And, and I think if two or three would, if three or four would, if six or eight would, if 10 or 12 would, what would we see? You know, it's like if we would pursue God, because you know what, like when, when Leela's pursuing God, I come home and it's like, bang, or I phone her in a bad moment and it's like, she's got a truth or she's got a good perspective or it steadies her out. You know, like what if you, what, you know, what if we ran into each other in the shops and, it, and, and, you know, it was something more than the weather or it was something more than, you know, it's like, oh, let's get that fire burning and, and, and let's let the steps of faith not be too much. God, you find here amongst us an obedient people who desire you. Let that be the truth. Fill us with courage. Fill us with hope. Fill us with a confidence that goes, my God's going to accomplish what he's promised. And I've not forgotten his promise. I live for it. It's not a side dish to the life I'm living. This life is expecting the promises of God to come about. And that's the main deal. Like, whoa, what could happen? All right, last verse. First Philippians 127. Only be sure to lead your lives in a matter that will be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I do come and see you or I remain absent, I'll hear about you and that you're standing firm in one spirit and one purpose with one mind, striving side by side as if in combat for the faith of the gospel. Oh God, let it be so here. Let it be so here that you find a group of people, hearts set on you, walking in faith. Amen. All right, well, let's chew on it. Let's chew on it. You know, what's our, what, what, what is our step out? 
You know, what does that look like? When you, when you contextualize that for yourself and you go, you know, faith is calling me forward. Faith is calling me to step. You know, what's that look like? Or what are the obstacles to that? What, what, are, what are the things that come up and come about? Is it even relevant? Is faith asking anything of us? You know, is it a, is it a walk? Or, is, or, or am I stuck in a wait? Am I just waiting for something? Yeah. Anyway, they're not great questions, but... You know, we get the, I'm, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always good at putting 10 questions out there and no one can remember the question. So, you know, are we ready to step out in faith? Let's ask that. Jump into some threes and fours and let's chat about this idea and chat about what it looks like for us personally. And uh, yeah, see, see, see what we come up with. Let's make it real. Okay. Yeah, we, we had a fantastic time in our, in our group. Uh, it was it was really good, and I think the thing that stood out to me is that we, we we've all got these things that we want to step forward in. Do you know, we all we've all got something that we want to step forward in, and it's one of the things that came to us in the group was the reason we ha- haven't done it, or the reason we're not there yet, is because it is hard. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have done it. Yeah, Do you know, yeah, it wouldn't exactly. be it wouldn't be that thing yeah. that we're thinking about doing. <laughs> If it was easy to do, do you know, or if we hadn't had the moment to realise that, do you know, this is something that we need to do, like that we went there and we <clears throat> we also talked about the 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 aspect of that 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 God brings us into these moments with little moments too, and that they're that then that He'll support us through them. Like if we if we have that uh, moment of hindsight, we can see it. Um, and I guess just to have faith in that, that that is the case. And so I just thought it would be great just to have a time to be able to just just spend some time to be able to go, okay, what is, what is that thing that we want to step forward in today? What is it that you're talking to us about? What is it that, what is, what is the, yeah, the commitment that you're, you're looking to uh, from us? Um, whether that be big or small or, or a step towards something, uh, he he wants to be closer to us. He he wants more of us, and and we yearn for that of him. And I think that it's uh, yeah, it'd just be great to spend some time just just, just saying, God, and, um, I might just lead us, and then we'll spend a little bit of time just in there. And if someone wants to share, that's cool. Well, we just thank you for your graciousness in in dealing with us. <laughs> Is that we're we're tough people, where we don't make it easy, uh, and we, you know, we stuff up so much. But we we thank you for your your kindness, your gentleness, your your ability to bring new life out of something that just doesn't look like it should have it. And we just thank you that. You're able to have the perspective of our lives, Father. We just pray today that you would bring uh, a, a step forward, as Brad said, uh, to us. The, the, bring us the things that you would have of us to be able to be closer to you, to be able to uh, just to, uh, have more of you in our lives and be able to step into your your glory of our lives and to be able to show us that a, a life following you is an uh, amazing thing that just gives us so much 
more, so much more fulfillment, so much more to our families. Um, and we just, we just thank you for that. So, Father, in this, just, in this time, just that we just pause to be able to just hear from you. And, Father, once hearing from you, be able to commit to you to say, Father, this, that's something I'm going to push forward in. And, and over lunch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell someone about that. Thank you, Father, we just thank you for your clarity that we can ask for. Just thank you for your ability to bring new things. We just, yeah, just pray that this week could be refreshed, that we'd feel refreshed based on a commitment to you. We just thank you that you're the Lord of the universe and there's nothing you can't do, nothing you can't change. There's nothing that is too much or too insignificant that's important to us that could be happen. Father, we just we want to, just want to thank for you for that this time. Just, uh, just give us the, the braveness to be able to, yeah, feel like we're part of you and that we can we can talk about it in a group and it's just and we uh you know just thank you for your uh, your ability and showing up this morning thank you lord Is it a song that I sing? Here's everything.